Ladies Podcast. This Ladies of Golf interview is with Mambo Nagoo, but first, the latest in women's golf. Major season begins with the ANA Inspiration at Mission Hills Country Club in Rancho Mirage, California. All of the top 15 players on the Rolex Women's World Golf Rankings will play in this week's championship. Defending champion Miram Lee and world number one and 2019 champion Jin Young Ko are both competing for the first time since their respective victories. Last year, Nellie Korda came incredibly close to winning the major, but lost in a three-way playoff between Miram and Brooke Henderson. She is coming off a win at the Gamebridge LPGA this year, and a top finish at this past week's Kia Classic, so I think she's ready for redemption. I'd also keep my eye on Danielle Kang, Amy Olsen, and past champions Jin Young Ko and Lexi Thompson. Lexi has been heating up, and honestly, the LPGA is stacked, so it could be anyone's game this week, and I'm just not the betting type. <laughs> but speaking of this week, NB Park went wire to wire to win her 21st title. And apologies here for the history lesson, but that would put her in the top 25 of career victories. For reference, number one is Kathy Whitworth, who had a whopping 88 wins. The ANA isn't the only big event this week in women's golf. We also have the Augusta National Women's Amateur. This event invites amateur female players across the globe to compete in a 54-hole stroke play tournament in which the final round is played on Augusta National. There is a cut after 36 holes, but all the participants get to play Augusta for a practice round, which is pretty cool. The tournament coverage starts Wednesday, and here's to hoping all of the rounds will be played at Augusta National sometime soon. In 2019, the inaugural event delivered major fireworks at Augusta. Jennifer Cupshow and Maria Fassi gave us a final round for the ages. Jennifer, the world's top-ranked amateur at the time, played her final six holes in five under par to win. Both players have gone on to play in the LPGA, and we're just excited to see how this year's event plays out. So for today's Ladies of Golf discussion, which is brought to you by the United States Golf Association, we welcomed Mabo Nagu. I was first introduced to Mambo during a Gen Z council town hall. Well, so what is that? <laughs> well, I'll let Mambo share, but I was instantly gravitated to this group and their outlook on the sport. Mambo is a student at the University of Florida Go Gators and is certainly a leader to keep her eye on. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Well, welcome. <laughs> um, and if you don't mind sharing, like, where are you sitting right now? I'm currently instead of one of the classrooms at the University of Florida right now. Got it. Nice. Well, I love the mask. Thank you. Yeah. Support Go Gator. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just showing the support. Okay. So for every Ladies of Golf podcast, we start with quick nine questions. So they're, they're easy. <laughs> um, so I'll begin with yours. What is your favorite social media channel? Um, I do enjoy going on TikTok a little bit too much, um, <laughs> but it definitely is a great place there. I love learning and just watching videos. Yeah, I tend to just like do a lot of scrolling there. I get I get really engaged <laughs> oh, <it laughs> pretty quickly. Pretty bad sometimes for me anyway, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, who is your favorite person or brand to follow on Instagram? My favorite person or brand. I personally love watching Jackie Ina. She is an African-American YouTuber who does beauty, but also life. And just hearing her life story and like how she got to where she is and how she's improving. It's just something I personally love enjoying and watching. Nice. What was the last book you read? 
um, Think Like a Monk. Um, I for totally forgot the author, but basically um, the book is about how monks' lifestyles can be correlated into our daily lives. So even though we're not constantly, you know, in isolation, how we can take those principles of healthy life habits and apply them to our life for the day. Um, I personally love reading it at the moment. Love it. What was the last show you watched? The last show I watched? Mm, I Last two shows. Um, Monk, it's like a crime yeah. <laughs> detective kind of show. I've, I'm Even though it was made in like 2006 or something, yeah. <laughs> I personally love it because um, I do love a good crime. And also Suits. I'm watching a lot of crime shows at the moment, law, business, even though I'm not going in that direction, I find it very interesting. I love suits, loved, loved suits. Um, <laughs> so is there an activity or a hobby that you picked up during the pandemic and maybe you wouldn't have otherwise? Um, I would say not so much I wouldn't have otherwise, but it gave me the opportunity to. Um, two would be running. Um, I <laughs> I was thinking, oh, we get active, but I'm so busy. But then the pandemic hit and I was like, well, I'm not busy anymore. So just um, getting into running and being healthy in that aspect. And also knitting. I knitted back when I was like in um, elementary school. Um, so I had a bunch of free time. <laughs> so I was knitting up little sweaters and um, scarves because that's all, keeping it going is all I can do sometimes. So it was really fun. Nice. What are you studying at the University of Florida? I'm studying sociology on the pre-med track. What is a piece of advice you wish you would have given yourself heading into college? Hmm. Everything comes in time and that you should stay on your own track, whatever that looks like. Um, sometimes you get so deep into, oh, I have to do this, this, and this. If not, I'm not going to get this. Well, mm -hmm. if you can take your own path, you can discover something completely different. And then all of a sudden, you're also finding your way at that end point that you always wanted to be. Perfect. And how would you describe yourself in five words? Mm, mambo. Energetic, <laughs> sociable, sociable. Um, what other words would I describe myself as? Um, interested and curious. Um, interested, um, outgoing, but I feel like that goes under, no, I'll say outgoing as well. And you know what, interested, curious, they're all synonyms. I need something different. Um, golfer, yes, <laughs> there we go. Perfect, perfect. Well, speaking of golf, I read that you didn't love it right off the bat. So if you don't mind sharing to the group, you know, who introduced you to the sport and then why did you stick with it? Absolutely. Um, so I got into golf um, because of my mom. She was the person who was looking for things that um, her daughters can do. It's myself and my sister. Um, and she was someone at her workplace was like, oh, there's the first tea program. They teach golf to children. You should look into it. So she said, why not? Um, and because of that, I got put into the first tea program our first C program and I've been a part of it ever since. Like it's like you mentioned before, it was a bit of a struggle for me um, to enjoy the game um, at first because I didn't think it was for me or I was like, mm, I don't even like watching golf. Like why would I want to play it? Um, mm -hmm. But over time I began to fall in love with the sport and the skills that I gained from the sport and the people 
of the sport and I've been a part of it ever since. And are you now part of UF Golf Club or participated in a bit? Yeah, um, actually my freshman year, um, I became a women's ambassador on the e-board for the golf club because I was mm-hmm. like, we need more women. They're like, make the position. And I did. <laughs> so being able to encourage more girls within my university to come play. Um, and now I'm public relations for the golf team, a golf club. Team, oh, cool. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. If it doesn't exist, you got to just create it yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I was introduced to you through the Gen Z Council. And for those who don't know what that is, why was that created? Absolutely. So um, partnership of the LPGA Girls Golf First Seed Program and Youth On Course found it very important for the voices of upcoming um, golfers in the industry um, to have an input in what they believe should change within golf. And golf is pretty, it has such a big viewpoint for those who are not inside of it to be only for um, older white men. Um, And that's absolutely not true in the case. I'm not an old (laughs) white man. Um, And I wish so many more people felt like they belonged. Um, And so we're coming in from all parts of the nation to talk about how we can make golf maybe more affordable for people, um, how to make sure it's more welcoming um, the environment, how how can we we market golf to different um, people and make them want to come and learn. Because this is a lifelong sport. This is a sport that you can play with your friends or just play with yourself and challenge yourself. Um, And I really, really hope that students um, or just women or anybody from any point um in their life can come in and feel like they belong and they can play and that's what we're here for yeah I um I love the creation of it I think that we often things have always been done the way they have because the same type of people have been working in the sport and leading the sport and I think this was a really innovative way to bring a new group of people together um so what do you what do you personally hope is going to be achieved by your work in the council? As I said before, love, love, love to when I walk into the golf course, I see people who don't look like me and also look like me. I want to see more women, you know, being comfortable coming out and maybe flashes of color because I'm tired of seeing khaki pants, (laughs) but um, like just people bringing in their own personalities to support um, whether they be like Asian American or African American or um, any, anywhere, anywhere, I would love to just see that flourish and that diversity within, of course, like um, race, gender, but also thought and mindset. Um, mm. That would be absolutely wonderful to see on the course. But also, I would like to see golf become a little bit more affordable. Um, for example, for a lot of my friends who who want to get into the sport, they're like, I don't know if I can afford a set of clubs or get new clubs. Um, and still be able to like play because I can't afford that, especially time as college students, you're worried about classes, you're worried about debt. And now if you wanna do a sport that you're really interested in, it's a little bit more expensive than say like football or soccer where you can, even though of Show course up. that's expensive, expenses made, it's not as expensive of getting like your golf clubs and then also getting your shoes and all of that um, nature. Yeah, the barrier to entry is certainly high, um, even, you know, in the way that the sport is set up, but then also, like you said, the the expenses that come along with it. Um, and yeah, you guys during the, the town hall all did a fantastic job of like sharing what those 
identifiers were um, and what those pain points were. So I, you know, I am hopeful. And for those who weren't on it, that it was a, a large group of industry leaders were, were listening. So I, I hope that continues to make a change. Um, but I think that you guys also allowed us to take a step back and think about he, even like the slightest changes can be made to bring more people into the sport. Um, aside, you know, outside of um, big wide industry changes, there's also little things that people can do along the way, as simple as inviting somebody to come play with you who maybe wouldn't have before. Um, so I, yes, I think there's a lot of things that can happen and hopefully they do, but um Yes, you guys did a great job of, of sharing those ideas. Yeah. Um, well, during the council, you or during the town hall, you did share your story um, about your time at the John Deere Classic um, and specifically during the a VIP banquet. Would you mind just sharing that story? Um, sure, I will be happy to. So um, I was invited to um, John Deere because I won a scholarship. I was one of three chosen out of like Nine, around 100 um, applications and we were flown out to Illinois to the John Deere Classic. It was a wonderful experience and one of the things that we got to do as scholarships winners was go to a VIP banquet um, with different people within the industry of not just golf but also John Deere um, and basically a nice work networking event. Um, so during my time I was going around talking to different people and learning about their stories and how they got to connect to be in Illinois um, the same week as I did. And I had to step out to the side because um, I just needed a little bit of fresh air and I was going back around to see someone else. Um, on my way, um, there was a gentleman who came up to me and he was like, oh, excuse me, can, and he was holding like out a drink to me and he said, can you throw this away for me? Um, and even though that might sound like, oh, he was just like asking, well, to me, like out of everyone in the room, he singled me out, walked towards me and asked me to throw away his items. So, and I am here in like a very nice dress. And I know if he was like with a coworker, if it was like someone else, he wouldn't have asked them to throw away his own trash for him, for them. Um, so I, and it was the end of the day, it was because I was, um, you know, African-American and I used to say like, oh no, I'm not here to serve I'm you. I'm a guest. Yeah, I'm a guest as well. Like I have my name tagged to the side. He was like, oh, I didn't see it. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm just gonna go about my day. And for me, it was really heartbreaking for me because um, even though I can be at like one of the most like, you know, oh, mama, you're great. Like there'll still be people who will come up to you and still think that you are something that you're not. Um, so I had to, I, had, I called my mom and I was like, this is what happened. She said, well, you know, even though that is absolutely something that you didn't deserve, deserve, didn't deserve to happen to you. You need to understand that, of course, anytime you do well in life and as you improve and as you grow, there'll be more and more people who will put you in a box. And it's up to you and how you respond to that, um, how you can push forward and make sure it doesn't happen to other people who come after you. That's what's more important. Now, and I really needed to hear that in that moment. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what that entire event um, meant. Yeah, yeah, it was a a story that I wasn't it was something that's like surprised me in the moment of hearing you share the story and then when I like sat back and like reflected on the conversation and the story that you shared I was like like of course this happened because we don't we haven't brought ourselves to a point where 
we were, like you said, we put people in boxes still, and we haven't gotten to a point where people are just welcoming everybody of all different, you know, shapes, colors, sizes, um, and understanding like that golf should represent all these different types of people. Um, so yes, thank you for sharing the story. I, I was wondering, cause I was curious when I was thinking about our conversation today was if anyone was around you and if anyone had reacted, but it sounds like you were by yourself or. Um, luckily enough, um, I was, um, because I was with um, the other three, um, two winners. Um, one of the other girls was also African-American and so was her mom. So mm. when I was crying <laughs> after like my phone call um they were able to instantly come and comfort me um and they like when I told them they instantly knew and understood where I came from I also had someone else there and even though she was also who came with me and she was also very understanding but having even though I like this is my first time meeting with this family um they were instantly knowing the struggles that I was going through and how that made me feel and it just made me feel a little bit more comfortable after everything Sure, of course. Yeah. And, but I think it's, it's, it's important to share these stories to people who don't experience them regularly um, because then, you know, we all, it makes people aware of, you know, the things that other people are going through. And, and even if it's, it's just shocking to me, like in the manner in which these things happen and, um, yeah, so I, I was very appreciative of you just like sharing the story and of course sharing it again today. Um, but there is a long way for golf to go for us to, to, make, to make a change in what golf looks like and the people who play golf, seeing what that looks like. Like there's a long way we have to go to shape, changing what the, the demographic of golf looks like and it being more inclusive. Um, and I think that there are steps that people can take who play the sport and you are certainly a role model in that being a coach for the first tee. Um, what would you say are, you know, other steps that either you have taken to welcome more people into the game just because it's of interest to you or steps that you've seen other people take to welcome people into the game who may not have been exposed to it before? Um, absolutely. I apologize if you heard any noise. Oh, you're fine. Um, <laughs> for some things that I do to invite other people into the sport is simply asking. Yeah. Um, I'm very much first time you meet me, mom, what are your interests? Oh, I like, I instantly go into this field and I'm like, oh, I also golf. Um, and I would say, are you interested? And sometimes that could be like, wait, whoa, that's kind of, <laughs> you're just asking me to golf. We just met, but you would be surprised how many people are like, wait, I've always like wanted to get into that. Um, mm -hmm. Um, and it's even surprised me how many people <laughs> would respond of interest. And so I'm like, okay, let's set up a time and a date. Um, so I would say simply just like saying like, oh, I'm like to people and friends and families, uh, members that you may have and just saying, I am interested in this. Do you guys want to come with? As If you leave that door open, there's always going to be at least one person who wants to walk through and take that journey with you. Um, so just simply asking people around me their interests um, and also continuing once they say yes, like make sure you continue to like build that relationship and you can see them grow in the game of golf. Um, let me think of other reasons, things people have done. Um, I have... <laughs> Funny enough, I've seen people like do something, even though some, for some clubs, like country clubs, it's not allowed, which I think it's kind of sad, um, but sharing a club, um, like saying like, oh, like I want to play, but I don't have any golf clubs. If you mm. have a spare, 
golf clubs like back home or you just want to let them use it being able to say oh don't worry like use like my <laughs> use my stuff and like once once you're there you're like yes it's fine um like just seeing like people when I'm out on the course and like they're like best friends or you know father son or mother like anything any sort of relationship and they're like you know swinging the same clubs I think it's really <laughs> wholesome um and really sweet to watch um yeah like you're also encouraging that person to feel more comfortable um in the game I love that. That's such something I haven't really thought about before, which is silly, but if I'm going to go play golf, like somebody else could use the same clubs as me. Um, Nobody's saying that like we couldn't share something. And and if that is a barrier, they don't have the equipment themselves, just invite them to play and share, share. (laughs) That's like so simple. (laughs) It's just so simple. Um, And that's what I appreciated about you guys. Like I, I felt like during the town hall, you guys, like the whole group just brought seemingly simple ideas to the table and that's what it it should be all about it's like this shouldn't be that hard for us to make golf more inclusive and welcoming um and so that was what that was that's certainly one of those ideas where you know when you're doing the same thing day after day you just need somebody else to share a different perspective with you absolutely yeah i'm well, are there any other, are there, is there anything upcoming for the Gen Z group? For the Gen Z council? Well, we are trying to start making committees to target mm. different um, projects we can do in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the committees, for example, was like marketing, as I mentioned before. So how can we start marketing different ideas and for like, and encouraging other people to come and join our sport. Like how can we shape how golf is viewed by the general public? Um, mm-hmm. I think that's something really powerful because if you're able to, you know, see some help someone change their mindset about something, um, whoa. Um, so that's like a committee that I was super interested in. Um, there's also two more. They've completely slipped my mind at the moment. I apologize, um, okay. um, but I'm sure there will be um, more information given out to the general public in the future. That's exciting. And yeah, I think, you know, there there is a sea of sameness when it comes to golf marketing. We see a lot of the same types of people, the same types of images. So I am excited to see what you guys come up with. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, do you know what you would like to do after you graduate from U.S.? Yes. Um, So my current plan is to go to med school. Um, I plan to do four years, more education (laughs) Um, in that school. And then, of course, once I finish my residency and fellowship, I want to become a physician. Currently at this time, I was thinking oncology um, to do something within that. But of course, Mm -hmm. it can change over time. My interests may be shaped differently, but that's currently my route. Nice, nice. And do you have any um, plans this summer to be a coach again for the first tee? Um, absolutely. Once I get back yeah. home, um, they will definitely be singing a lot more. <laughs> They're like, oh, we're tired of you, but it's okay. <laughs> no, they, they love me. I think so. But no, I'm really grateful for the first tee and all they've done for me. So it's my job to give back and help other students after me to excel. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Well, the last question that I ask everybody who joins the podcast is what advice do you have for people who want to pick up the sport? Absolutely. Um, if you want to pick up the sport and you're maybe unsure um, how to reach out, go somewhere, 
um, definitely I would ask, like maybe go into like those different programs um, if you are a student. Um, like First Tee, Youth on Course and Girls Golf with the LPGA, um, they are more than willing to help you out. But also if maybe if you're an adult and you're like, I'm maybe out of the program, they can still find ways to connect you to people within your area for you to learn how to play golf and never feel embarrassed because you don't know how to do something. Um, if you just take that first step, you will be able to see, wow, like this is opening so many more doors for me. So take that first step, reach out, ask questions and please play golf. If you want to come to Gainesville, by the way, play golf with me. Hey, I'll be more than happy. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like when you, when you meet this person, you're just going to invite them to play anyway. So it's yeah. fine. <laughs> I want to play with you. Yeah, sure. Let's go. <laughs> right. It's so key though. It's so simple. It's just like not getting into your routine and inviting people to play with you. Like just put yourself out there. Like that's, if you are a golfer, you should put yourself out there to welcome more people into the sport. Absolutely. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm so glad we could do this thank you. and best of luck with the rest of your school year. Thank you. And I hope to see you very soon. Absolutely. And good luck. Thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Our original music is composed and performed by my talented and wonderful friend, Ryan Young. If you're looking for more from For The Ladies, visit us at fortheladies.net and on Instagram at fortheladies. That's F-O-R-E.